Yay. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to continue this little pre-roll thing we got going, right? Okay. My, uh, my great uncle over in the homeland, right? He was a, uh, he was a prisoner of war for, uh, for 13 years. He spent 13 years in Siberia, right? Oh, cool. So, um, not cool. Not cool. Horrible. Frozen more like it. Yeah. But, uh, but my pops is out there now and that's like, you know, that's his uncle. Right. And, uh, so the townspeople are like recognizing him in September for, you know, with like, uh, essentially the equivalent of like a purple heart out there cool. and stuff. Yeah. But like the crazy part is this man's 93 and, uh, yeah, crazy. Right. First enough to Shit. live that long. But like, you know, my pops tells me that like he'll forget like what day of the week it is sometimes, uh-huh. but he'll remember every single detail oh, from shit. Siberia, man. He'll, he'll remember names, and he was telling me, man, that like they had to go out there when somebody had to use the bathroom, dude. You had to go out there in groups of like three or four, because if you went there out there by yourself, you're a dead man. Yeah, that's wild, ain't it? It's pretty fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. And I was like, wow, that's some that's some genuine, like, like we see it in movies all the time, yeah. you know. But that's like some genuine shit. Like I'm related to this guy. He's like a genenuine hero. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is, this is fucking crazy. You That's know, some um, Christopher Walken Pulp Fiction kind of shit you just dropped right there. But yeah, man. He said there was he said there was exactly thirty six of them. He remembers everybody's name, all the officers, everything, man. That's crazy. Which war was this? World War Two. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Mind blowing, Gabe. Opening this up on a serious note. You want to hear something else mind blowing? Sure. A little bit more lighthearted. We are closer to twenty thirty than we are to two thousand three. Yeah. That's weird, ain't uh, it? Uh, want a water bottle, Gabe? Yes. Yes, hook me up with a water bottle while I try and save all this dead air out there right now. Whatever. Uh, See, that's the best part of the pre-roll. We can just do whatever we want. Yeah. I don't owe you guys nothing. The best thing about it is I might have picked that up because your microphone's facing that direction. Yeah, buddy. I was thinking about this. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit more on the podcast. And, on the uh, actual role. Yeah, it'll be something, a conversation topic moving forward, but um, depending on what goes on, but it's going to be fun. You, you ready to kick this off, Gabe? What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 82. 82? Wow, it, holy shit. Yeah. So last week we took off because Gabe was out of town, right? You were in Wisconsin. Yes, uh, sir. We're going to get into the nitty gritty on that because I know you had a good time. Uh, but uh, I'm going to kick off with some news on my own. Uh, again, this is not uh, set in stone by any means. Um, but I was offered a position in Orlando, Florida as a area manager at FedEx. Uh, it actually went extremely well. I had the best interview of my life. You know, when you're just having a conversation with somebody, you're just clicking. That's what you're killing it. Yeah. That was me and this guy. Um, and we were just, you know, I made him laugh a couple of times. It's always a good sign. And, uh, two hours later, he called me back, offered me the job right now. We're just trying to iron out the logistics of it. So I don't know for sure if I'm going Gotcha. But um, we're trying to get the best relocation package we can. Yes, 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 sir. Uh, I have to pack Gabe away in my gaming slash podcast box. Yep. Because uh, Gabe is coming with. No, obviously. So uh, uh, I guess first and foremost, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, second off, you know, I'm rooting for you and I will miss you if you do take it. But uh, quick, quick little question about the interview. Did he throw any of, um, uh, let's just call them like saucy questions, like not anything to do with the job. Like, oh, like, what do you do for... No, nothing no, like well, that. No, the, the only thing that... My personal favorite question in the whole entire interview and it was in the interview that I had previously for area manager at uh-huh. the building I'm at is your motivationally, your motivationally fit question where it just asks you, sell yourself. What, why should we pick you, right? Oh, yeah. And that first interview I had, I felt like I bombed it, dude. I'm not going to lie. It was like... That was probably one of the worst interviews I ever had. The one I had for the building here. 
I don't know what it is. I was just flustered, right? Yeah. But I like I like to look at it in a way that maybe that interview prepared me for this one because there's, oh, some, of, there's some of the same questions in there. Yeah. Uh, and the motivationally fit question, I was like, instead of having to sit down in front of somebody, explain somebody, I was over the phone. So I was able to kind of write down my thoughts yeah. a little bit and kind of like structure that whole thing. And I think I really, really knocked it out of the park. It's good stuff. Uh, so again, I don't know for sure. Uh, it's not even a for sure thing that I'm going to go yet. But uh, it's just something I wanted to mention. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I was thinking about this. We're going to have to rename the podcast. Yeah, man. Um, that'll yeah. be an interesting one. Yeah. We can still be the Second City Kids. <laughs> yeah. But we'll just need to tip it in favor of Chicago. So we'll need to get a third host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, man, that is excellent. It's yeah. Good to hear. That's crazy. But yeah, man, so that's just kind of what's going on with me. So skip all that nonsense. But Gabe, like I said, we skipped last week because... Because I was off. Because you were off, off and about on vacation. How was your day or your vacation and how'd it go? Oh, it was excellent. Uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday and, um, you know, she's not from Illinois. So if you're not really from Illinois or like the surrounding like Midwest area, I don't know if you've per se been to the Dells. Because mm-hmm. um, here it's kind of like a thing, man, you know? like, Honestly, like I, I don't even been to the Dells. You've yeah. never even been to the Dells? Mm-hmm. I was about to ask that. But, um, dude, I've been probably, I don't know, like a dozen times now. It was just one of those. It's a three-hour drive, you know? Easy. And uh, easy peasy. We went after prom. We went a whole bunch of times in my childhood. So I said, fuck it. You know, it's your birthday. She didn't really, like, want anything. You know, I got her a couple of small knickknacks. Got her a replica of the 60s Batmobile with Adam West. Very cool. And and Burt Reynolds in it. Burt Reynolds, right? (laughs) But, but yeah, so we went to the Dells. um, Burt Young? No, that's not Burt Young either. It's Burt something, right? Burt something, yeah. Uh, So we went to the Dells, uh, stayed in, like, this hotel casino thing. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm not one for gambling, man, but uh, she was on a pretty good streak. Oh, yeah? She she went in with 40, and she left with 36. She only lost four bucks. And she would have left with, like, 50 if she, you know, would have stopped. But I went in with 40, and just I left with, like, a dollar. My my rule of thumb is if you come in with 20%, if you have 20% more than you came up with, walk away. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good rule the, the other really good thing i've heard is that um whatever you whatever you're willing to lose you keep in your right pocket and whatever your winnings are you keep in your left park, pocket uh-huh. so, so even you if you win like a couple bucks you're still not going home yeah. completely i got you you know um we did that once some mini golfing um Ooh, I, I enjoy mini golf uh yeah. she always whoops my ass at bro it. i want to i've been wanting a mini golf probably for a solid two years now Adrian. i was like uh, put put uh. we should go man it's fun i'm, I'm down bro. and uh <laughs> and we kept we kept track we kept score uh she beat me by like six man i was kind of salty oh yeah because i was doing really well in the beginning i was doing like twos and threes yeah and then towards the end it was like eights parring out uh, eights oh yeah. um i don't know if you saw it but uh they had like these souvenir golf balls and uh, mine, I got mine with the Death Star on it. Oh, the golf ball is the Death Star. And very, I was like, very that is fucking cool. That is very cool. That. What else did we do? We went to a mac and cheese specialty shop. Bastard. I think I sent you the menu. Oh yeah. I had like the, uh, like the Chipotle one. So it's like spicy mac with Fritos in there and uh, carne asada. Oh Ooh. fuck, it was so good. But yeah, man, that was last week. Other than that, it's been pretty solid. Squirrels ate my sunflowers. I'm pretty fucking upset. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. The, my uh, the stalks are like six feet tall pretty big yeah right and they're they supposed to be like um i like to say like gothy colored they're supposed to be like blacks and purples and like deep reds and dude they were coming in and i was like yes you know yes yes i've been waiting all summer for this shit bro last week i come home on sunday and there's like two left now oh no so next year i'm gonna plant them somewhere else not by the fence mm. but, but yeah I got, I got two left they're this really nice like pale yellow color 
with like this uh, like this orange coming out in the middle. So I'm trying to save those two, dry them out, and just kind of keep my motivation for next summer. Gardener Gabe going hard. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> my uh, my little dog. Uh, we got tomatoes in our garden too. We got like the baby tomatoes, and we got regular sized tomatoes. My small dog, my Sheba, likes those. Ba- she loves baby tomatoes. She'll run in there when I go in there. She'll nab one off the fucking branch. And she like pierces a hole in it, sucks its innards out, and leaves the skin. It's right. so metal. Really <laughs> interesting. Good stuff, man. So that was uh that was our two weeks. Yeah, catching up. Other than that, I ain't got much going on. But, but that is good for our viewers slash listeners because we do have a lot of topics. We do. Whenever yes. we take a break, we always come back strong with these topics. Yes, we do. So Gabe, uh, we're just gonna go ahead because you uh, you have the first topic. And I think All right, man. So uh, we're getting an Adventures of Sabrina. Sabrina's coming back. Uh, they're doing it a cartoon style. And it's coming out in October. It's going to be just in time for Halloween. I'm kind of excited. I enjoyed the older Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. even though it was more of a sitcom-ish. Yeah. Comedy sitcom-ish, right? Family-friendly. Adri- Salem. Adriana was, um, she was going through it uh, recently. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, this doesn't, this doesn't land as well as it used to. It's a little dated. Little yeah, yeah. dated. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, it is, it is kind of cool. So I said it's a cartoon then? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be a darker twist on it, so Ooh. that's cool. I think the Sabrina universe can work with it. Yeah. Um, and I believe the first issue of the comic is free on Amazon. Mm. Uh, there's a Kindle app if you don't have it for, for your iOS and Android. Uh-huh. Hop on it. There's a, I have so many fucking books on Kindle, you have no idea. Copy that. But uh, yeah, dude, the comic's up there. It's free, like the first issue. Check it out. It's uh, They're doing this adaptation. Like I said, mid-October coming out. Um, on a slightly related note, my girlfriend's plowing through. Uh, you remember a TV show called Charmed? Yes. Yeah, she's plowing through Charmed. That uh, Adrian is a big Charmed uh, fan. I was more of an Angel Buffy guy. Obviously, we I loved talked, Angel Buffy. Yeah, oh. we talked about this. Uh, and you know, I think these, these old shows are coming back. So, how does she feel about Charmed? Then is she going through? For this is the first time. Uh, well, she's seen bits and pieces. Um, I was kind of because uh, Charmed would come on right as I got home from school. Yeah, and it was three gorgeous babes. And I was like, yeah, yeah. right. So, you know, I, I watched it, and that was I was kind of more into Charm than she was, but she's plowing through it now, and she's loving it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's good stuff. Yeah. Whatever kind of happened to that, because, like, obviously, like I said, it was like a TNT after school. You would come home, and they would have Charmed, Angel, Buffy all, like, lined yeah, up man. after one after another. What, what, what kind of happened to that genre of show? Why that was very 90s, man. You think so? Because, um, oh, well, you got you to gotta look at the times. You got to look at, like, the music, the movies, the cultural influence and shit like that. And, like, you look at it, it's very 90s, but now it's making a comeback. Yeah. You know, because like early 2000s and even like 2010s, we were kind of shifted focus, especially like TV wise. 2010s, I could confidently say it was all like reality TV. Everything was pushed that way. You know, like the Jersey Shore, uh, all those weight loss program shows, all those cooking shows. But now it's kind of nice to see those narrative driven, darker themed kind of making a return. You know, uh, I actually watched uh, a Hot Ones episode with Alton Brown. I don't know if you ever heard, listened to Alton Brown talk. He's a yeah, he I did, love Alton Brown. Yeah, he's he's, he's, uh, he's on Chopped. He's the host. Yeah, he's kind of a genius. Uh, yeah, so he was absolutely. talking about it. Um, how after nine eleven, uh, the Food Network channel became less of a specialty channel and more of a like a cha- like a, a channel for everybody because people found comfort yep. in food. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting kind of outlook because he knows like. Like I said, he's kind of a genius. He knows what he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. He, you also know that he directed some of R.E.M.'s music videos. Did you know that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh, that's pretty cool. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so that's something I wanted to talk about. Quick but little yeah. side note on Elton Brown. He's like the uh, like the Bob Ross of food. Yeah. And even though I kind of associate him with Chopped, because, dude, I fucking love Chopped. That's my shit. You don't associate him with Good, with good Eats? I Chopped was always my, my go-to food show, just because it was entertaining, and it always kind of kept me in. If it's like a food show that's kind of like, hey, you know, let's look at this food, blah, 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 I'm more like... 
well, let's go out and eat food. But if it's a, like a food game show, yeah. you got me hooked. You know, I like that uh, Guy Fury one when he like they drivers dine-ins and no, that's a, no, that's a great show. But I'm talking about the game show where he brings in like chefs to like they're in a grocery store and they like have to pick out an item with uh, <laughs> pick out an item that has Z and it has to be like the main f- ingredient in your dish or whatever the fuck. It's a good show. But uh, yeah, but the dry- diners, drivers, and dives—that's a fucking killer show. Yeah, man, some good shit. In that. But uh, in case our listeners didn't know, Elton Brown does have. His own channel, where he kind of walks you through how to make a better version of like everyday things. Mm-hmm. So he has like a wings episode, which is really good. Um, he has like a PBJ episode. It's a little extra, but I mean, hey, you know, if you're willing to try something, yeah, it's an excellent channel. And he's very soft spoken when he's not like yelling at you. Yeah, you know. And <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, Alton Brown, excellent. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck we went from Sabrina to Alton Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, uh, this next topic is yours, actually. Yes, it is. Uh, so, obviously, you talked about the oversaturation of comic book movies, right? Yeah, I am absolutely beaten to a crisp with it. Yeah, so I'm thinking, because, you know, I feel like uh, when the era of horror movies, which was like a very late 90s thing, there was a lot of those teenage horror movie screams, the I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, all world. 12 of the Friday the 13th. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, Friday the 13th. Well, no, not even just that, but I mean like uh, like, the, like the late 90s, the scream, like I said, the you know the screams, and I Know What You Did Last Summer's, and... All that shit, like, right? Mm-hmm. The very uh, teenage slasher kind of a thing. Eventually, there was the counterbalance of it, of the parody, right? Once they had the movies Scary like, Movie the, 1 through 5. Yeah, the, uh, the scary movies of the world and stuff like that. Haunted House 1 and 2. Have you seen those? No, I have those not seen those. fucking excellent. I refuse. Um, you refuse? I refuse. I don't like that. The, Williams, the Waynes Brothers don't make me laugh, man. I don't know. Dude, this is fucking hilarious. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, I feel like every era kind of has that where it has, like, these, like for instance, the, the fantasy movies had Monty Python, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the scary movies ha- genre kind of had the, the scary... The Just scary the market, yeah. yeah. Uh, are we... The disaster movie had the disaster movie, shit like that, right? Are we at the point in oversaturation of comic books where there is going to be, like, a parody? I know there's something like that already kind of exists. I know there's a movie out there. Birdman? Uh, like, are, are we there? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? Uh, I think we've kind of been there. Look at Kick-Ass. It's a it's a superhero movie at its core, but it doesn't take itself super kind of seriously. Mm-hmm. There are some serious moments in it, but at the end of the day, we're kick-ass. You know? yeah. And um, I think we're going to see an influx of those yeah. films because it's going to start pouring in. Yeah. My, my only concern is that uh, Disney Marvel is just so fucking massive now that they're going to take these little, these little ants and just squish them in their yeah. fingers. And that's what I'm kind of concerned about. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you're right. Whenever there's a... Um, even in history, dude, whenever you have like periods of like very conservative like thought ship you know like the early programmage and then you're hit with like the gothic stuff you know mm-hmm. my, my timeline's totally fucked up but you know what i mean no, I you know it's right. like tight and then it's not tight yeah uh and it with with pop punk right one yeah. year it's in another year it's out yeah and um yeah so it, it, it's just like a wave you gotta ride so my concern is now are are the possible good parody movies that we're gonna get like the good ones that people are gonna remember like the scary movies or whatever they may be are those gonna be squashed before mm-hmm. they're even out there because the the titan that is Disney, yeah. Because uh, they're essentially making fun of your product. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Well, they're, that's what happens when you monopolize everything. Is that once everything once yeah, some, nobody can poke. Yeah, you can't you can't not make fun of them at that point. You get your bases covered. Nobody yeah, can touch you because exactly. everybody works for the mouse. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. But yeah, it's something I wanted to bring up because it's just something that crossed my mind. I'm like, when when is that that kind of genre really going to start kicking off real hard? And you're going to start seeing those stupid. E- even better movies. question: What is um what is the film industry gonna do once superhero movies are out, man? Well, my thing is like, what? Well, how far are we into this wave? Ten years now? 
Yeah. And this is wave one. Yeah. This is wave one just ended with Infinity War. Yeah. So, like... And they're saying we got at least two more. How, so, that's my point. Like, how much longer? Like, I think with the people behind it, I think it could go a long time. That's the scary thing. It Are these comic book movies, these superhero movies, going to become as timeless or as uh, long-lasting as, like, the Disney princess movies? No. Definitely yeah. not. Uh, what... Okay, for example, and I've mentioned this before when I talk about Logan, what, is, what are your favorite Westerns? Mine? Yeah. Off the top of my head? Um, Just throw them out there. Just your favorite Westerns. Uh, Django's probably up there, right? Django's up there. Spaghetti uh, Western. Unforgiven's pretty good. Uh, what's the fucking name of that? 310 uh, to Yuma? Yeah, that, yeah, that's up there. Uh, the Good, Bad, The Ugly? True Grit. True Grit. Yeah, yeah right? Well, why do you remember these movies? Because they're good. Yeah. Right? Just at like a very like surface level because they're good. Um, I promise you for every like one good Western you see, there's a thousand garbage Westerns. Mm. And that's the point we're going to get with superhero movies where our kids or even our grandkids, you know, cause, cause the, the house of mouse don't fuck around like that. But like our grandkids, they're going to like, they're going to see, uh, like superhero movies like Spider-Man two, like the OG Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire. And they're going to see stuff like Iron Man one and two. And they're going to see stuff like Logan. And they're going to see the bangers. And they're going to be like, wow, dude, superhero movies are cool. But they didn't have to endure through all the crap that we did also. What's the crap? There's no genuine shit out there. But by relativity, there are crap movies because they're compared to some of the bangers. Is that fair? Absolutely, it's fair. If you're going to saturate the market like that, especially when it's one producer, you're going to get your weaker films. Yeah. Doctor Strange was it a bad movie? Yeah. No. Was it a weaker Marvel movie? Definitely. Yeah. Cool effects? Yeah. Uh, Anything else? No. Uh, yeah. No. If I wanted a funny movie, I'm going to go see Deadpool. You know. Uh-huh. Um, what else is kind of weak? Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was weak. But, uh, I think you're like you know, the, pe- think, pe- people yeah. disagree with me. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. fine. You're in the minority of that one. But uh, Thor one and two. Yeah. Well, Thor two mainly because Thor one's kind of Thor one was okay. Thor so the, two. The Dark problem World. with Thor one is that he didn't, he wasn't Thor for ninety five percent of the yeah, movie. Yeah, but like Thor Dark World, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's going to get swept up. And I'm sure there's a lot more examples out there, but I just haven't seen enough Marvel, man. And, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm done. Yeah. And even it, like Age of Apocalypse is going to get swept under a rug because Days of Future Past is like the X-Men movie right now. Yeah. Or, Lo- you know, Logan, or Logan. Or Logan, yeah. Logan's up there, too. The reason why I brought this up, and, and I think that was kind of something that was interesting as well, is that I was watching uh, the Dark Knight trilogy through. I, I up to I finished Dark Knight. Uh, Which I is wa- two. Yeah, I haven't okay. watched the. Uh, Returns yet, because that one's gonna get swept under the rug. I'm sorry, no, but here's my problem with that. Like, <laughs> I fucking love it. Like that. See, I know the much more um, critically acceptable answer is to say the Dark Knight is better, right? And I can see a lot of people's points. Personally, from my own personal standpoint, just like how you like de- think Deadpool is better than X movie, I think Dark Knight Rises is better because I like a it's a villain I like more, mm-hmm. right? I like Bane more than Joker. That's just how I am. That's okay. How I'm built. And uh, I just think the story was more interesting, me personally. Uh, and I'm kind of afraid of that, of like the uh, the fact that this is kind of kind of swept under the rug. That even Batman Begins, fantastic film, great villain, but I, it's not the Dark Knight. I, you know what I mean, out of those three, yes, both of those are probably going to get swept under the rug. But you got to remember that Dark or Batman, fuck, what was the title of it? Begins yeah. um, was kind of the movie was one of the few movies that led the forefront of the comic revolution it started it, yeah. and Ra's al Ghul, you know, Liam Neeson, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's always kind of, kind of be there and people are always going to point at it. Cause they're like, this is the point in time where the mouse realized it could profit. 
Well, it's not the mouse. But, well, before yeah. the mouse. But this is the point in time where people realize that comic books are making a comeback. It's been 40 years. And the best thing about about this, you know, the, the Nolan verse is it didn't feel like a comic book movie. Well, because it, it was an adaptation. It was a detective movie that just happened to be Batman. Both of them. All of them, essentially. They were all, you know, detective films that just happened to be with Batman and Star of the star of, essentially. Which is why they were so successful because... And imagine if this came out now. This would totally change the face of it, right? But now it's kind of the expectation. Uh, if this, if those movies came out in the middle of the wave that the war we are in, they would be more, even more highly applauded than they already are. I feel because they they break the mold in that regard. Well, this is kind of a circular argument, um, and I'm not going to dive into this because we could argue all day. <laughs> um, if they came out in today's day and age, they would be held to a higher standard. However, if it did not come out when they did, would we be where we are with comic book movies? Probably not. Probably not. And like it's a circular argument. You know, I I, I like I, I kind of want to agree with you because yeah. that is a good, it's a valid point because you know because that would rise the stardom like whew, yeah. you know fly up there. But then it's like, would people even, even be care. pouring that much money, yeah. or would people even give a shit at this point? Yeah, you know, that's true. So, chicken in the egg, circular argument. Yep. But yeah, man, it's um, I, I think the Western displays my my kind of point very well. You mm-hmm. remember the ones you like. You remember the good ones. You remember the ones that were five out of five. Yeah. Anything else, man? And they're just... I don't know. There's there. Shane. Shane's a good Western. That's the one in, uh, in Logan, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, that was just kind of my point. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of... Well, your point, we should be getting parodies. Yeah. But, but who knows? We'll find out, I guess. Who knows? Moving on. All right. Um, so this is another one near and dear to my heart. All right. So the, I'm going to go... I've talked about my, my love with Star Trek on this podcast before. However, what I haven't really touched on is the next gen- my love for the next generation. Now, here's why, right? My dad is a big Star Trek fan, right? And we would sit there and we would watch Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, you know, all the time. And we would I remember we would go to Best Buy, or Best Buy, Blockbuster and rent the movies and all that good stuff. Had a good time. The very last movie that I recall seeing up until I started dating Adriana at Ford City was Star Trek Nemesis. And there was nobody there except me and my dad wow. to, to watch it. Um I love these films, and the reason and the reason why is because arguably, my opinion, and again, this is a me thing. I know this is going to be debatable. Uh, the best Star Trek happened is John Luke Picard. Uh, my opinion. Fun fact, another side note: we actually went to Build a Bear, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have the outfit, the blue shirt. Well, here's the <laughs> and the red shirts. They had the blue shirt, but we were we were joking because um, what's it called? We I bought uh, Alisana a, um, a a beast from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little little build a bear, right? And we were making a joke the whole time. I'm like, well, what's a French name I could think of? And I thought John Luke Picard. I'm like, that's gonna be his name. We're gonna name him that. And as we're stuffing him, we turn the corner and they have the fucking Star Trek outfit. And I'm like, this is happening. It has to happen. So you slapped it on the. So beast. we slapped it on the beast. <laughs> we got him. We got him his fancy smancy dinner outfit, obviously, because you have to. It's the beast. But right now, I think he might be over there. Is a Jean Luc Picard be- beast <laughs> Star Trek dressed? Beast from Beauty and the Beast. That's hilarious. A crossover. The Beauty and the Beast, the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, Patrick Stewart, again, is the, the better captain, in my opinion. And he is saying that he wants to make a comeback into the, into the fray of Star Trek. I don't know in what regard. Movie, TV show, don't know. But uh, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Um, let's get him in there before, uh, before his time comes, you yeah. know? Let's uh let's at least get a good like sayonara and, and like a blessing to yeah. the new generation. 
the new the newest the, yeah the next generation the next newest generation There's some we could do this all day but yeah man <laughs> I, I would like to see that he was obviously og Star Trek pioneered the way for a lot of things, a lot of sci-fi, and you know, there's always the Star Trek Star Wars argument, but yeah. you kind of prove that you could be both. Yeah, definitely. You might lean in favor of one or the other, but you know what? You, you hold it true. Now, there, there is one layer of nerdum in that regard that I don't go down, and that is Battlestar Galactica, but we're not going to get into that. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little, too, a little too nerdy for me, but that's besides the point. You know, if you... If you had the trifecta going right there, you probably wouldn't be married. No, definitely so. not. No, <laughs> I'm lucky that I even got as far as I got for crying out loud. But yeah, so that's something I wanted to talk about. It was just, you know, I'm a fan. So hopefully he comes back and hopefully, like you said before, his time's up. We'll be able to see him dressed up again in the red. We're going to see a lot of legends and giants go in our time. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Definitely sad. But yeah, Gabe, this next one is, uh, is okay, you. Okay, so um, MoviePass released a update to all of its users. Um, we kind of talked about this, how they were taking a nosedive. Um, their policy update is, I think, a good move, and it's not unreasonable. You keep the same price. You keep the ten bucks a month. You get to see three movies in theaters a month for free. Anything else, you get a five dollar discount. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, they got rid of the um, the surge fees. Like you know how Uber has surge fees when yeah. it's like bumping. They got rid of those. They got rid of like blackouts, this and that. Three movies a month. For ten bucks, which is still excellent, that's mm-hmm. you know essentially forty five bucks, and then you, if you want to see any more, you get five dollars discount. Yeah, that's not bad. Here's well, here here's my issue with it, and it's not a movie pass on the front of movie pass. Is is AMC gonna cut them out? Because AMC's got their own version of this program. Yes, they do. AMC probably holds what maybe 60 percent of the market share of this. Whole entire I would say more, man. Yeah, well, because you got saying, AMC, yeah. you got Cinemax, you got Marcus, yeah. and that's like around here. Oh, and you got like the IMAX, IMAX theater, which we have one in Navy Pier, yeah. And you so know, that's my thing. So, like, is if AMC cuts them out, I think that's a wrap. Because AMC got their own version of this program. It's twenty dollars a month, and you get to see three movies a week. Yeah, which is arguably better. Better, but but, and here's my argument, right? It's twenty bucks a month. Which is, I would say, well, logically, it's twice the impact that movie passes, right? Because 20 is double 10. I would rather see a $10 subscription be taken from my bank account every month and going, oh, damn, I didn't take advantage of that, than being hit with a $20 subscription. Because then that hits me in the gut, and I'm like, fuck, I didn't use that. That's $20. That's gas. That's food. That's this and that. But 10 bucks, it was like, yeah, Yeah. you know, that was my fault. And, and that's kind of my argument for it. Or AMC's deal is arguably better because you get to see 12 movies for 20 bucks if you take full advantage of it, right? So that's math. So it's 12 divided by 20. It's, it's math, right? Mm-hmm. Or 20 divided by 12. Whatever. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a science doctor, not mm-hmm. a math doctor. Um, it's, it's arguably better, but are you really going to utilize it to the point where it's at a better value than you? Yeah, I think that's fair. Because you would have to the the movies for Movie Pass come out to three dollars and thirty three cents. How many movies do you have to see for that to be a better deal with the AMC plan? Do that. Uh, well, we'll think. Because you say twelve dollars. So you got to see like five movies. Because four would be like what five bucks a piece. Yeah. You got to see six movies to break even on the three thirty three. Now let's let's take it a step further, right? Let's just say you only see two movie pass movies, so they're five bucks a piece. You got to see four AMC movies, and you see one movie pass movie. 
you got to see at that point at least two AMC yeah. movies. So like basically a two so, for one ratio. So the movies are are cheaper with Movie Pass if you're only you know if you're gonna cap out at the three. Yeah. Which I would say most people do anyway. Yeah. I think it's uh, more of a. I don't know how I explain this. I think AMC is the better deal, but I think most people, like you said, most people won't take advantage of it. Well, it's supply and demand. Yeah. It's like, it's like if I brought in a whole bundle of newspapers, right? Today's newspapers, like a stack of a hundred of them, you're going to read one and the others are kind of just sitting there, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because how many people are really going to utilize? But did you, did you hear about the, what they had to do, though? Because they were bleeding money, right? Yeah. Did you, I don't know if we talked about this. They got uh, their parent company bailed them out, and now they're making a movie. The parent company is making a movie with Bruce Willis. Well, here's the, here's the problem, though. They bailed them out for like five-some-odd yeah. million dollars or whatever the fuck. Right? But here's the deal. Movie Pass has got to be profitable by the end of like September in order for them to pay that back. And if they don't pay that back, it's a wrap. I didn't hear that, but we will see. And like their stock was like two cents or something like that yeah. for sure. That's it was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But uh, like I said, I, 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 it's that's the problem with companies like this. Is it's consumer friendly, right? Any company, the company that's consumer friendly, always goes belly up, always because they're not taking care of the people that keep them alive. Uh, we as fans can appreciate that, but if you're a stockholder in this right, company, if we were the owners, we wouldn't be really yeah. appreciating that. So that's the only problem with that. It's just the way the world world works. You know but what I mean? they've changed their, their business model. And hopefully it'll work out for the better because, um, I mean, obviously, if they're going to drop this business model, it kind of has to work for their September plan, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have changed it. So um, I'm hoping for the best. And they've been really good to me. Yeah. Um, except up until like just now, like 30 seconds ago, I got an email about the new Slender movie. I'm unsubscribing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk. Well, well, we're on movies. Make it count. Yeah. So... Um, what is it? I'm hearing that Slender, A, the Meg isn't that bad. I want to see the Meg. And B, I, I am a sucker for a shitty shark. That movies. Slender isn't that bad either. That's what I'm hearing. <sighs> the general rule of thumb is that they're not that bad. Okay, we, we live in a time, and it's really sad. We live in a time where Mech movies, movies that get by, are now acceptable. Yeah. And that is kind of unacceptable for me. Because artistically, right? Or let's just talk about this like if you're still in high school. A... Uh, a motherfucking C, right? Yeah. That's passing. Yeah. Are you like really kind of learning the material? Are you applying yourself though? No, because no, it's not an A, clearly, mm-hmm. right? Or it's not even a B. I, I don't know. That's just kind of, it kind of upsets me that yeah. people are making movies that they're like, it'll get by. We'll probably clear a couple million, but it's not a good movie. It's yeah. not an artistic expression. It's not, it, has, it serves no purpose other than to entertain for that two hours. Yeah. And, There's nothing um, wrong with that though. Kind of upsets me. Why? Why does it upset you? I don't know, man. It's just I it's feel because like you, you've entered this cinephile phase that you're in, where you're just like, it needs to be art. God damn it! No, it doesn't need to. Are be Are you that art. snooty kid at the art gallery, bro? I, I am that snooty kid at the art gallery. <laughs> um, no, I. Here's my thing. If you make a movie and you genuinely put your heart and soul into it, and you're like, this is what I had in my head, and it's still shitty, at least that person who made the movie can Try. walk away like, you know what? Nobody liked it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. But you know damn well that's not what's going on. That was that a whole uh, Kevin Smith clerks ideology that he had. Absolutely. He's like, one, you know, I'm going to make a movie for me and my friends. Yeah, and, and that's what he did, and yeah. people ended up loving it. Yeah. But now we're getting movies where it's like, um, okay, let's see what can draw on people. Um, who, who's in the mag? I, Bruce, the, the lead? Uh, Jason Statham. Jason, yeah, Statham, thank you. They're like, Jason Statham draws in a massive crowd, and let's see, what haven't we pissed on yet? Sharks. 
Let's bring in sharks. Jason Statham and sharks, <laughs> some explosives. That's a big shark too. Boom. You draw on a crowd, you make your money back. And it's just, you know, like it'll get by. It's it's not a terrible movie, but that's not that shouldn't be an excuse. Okay, I see your point of view. I just think I it's kind of, it's to me it's upsetting. Well, here, but here's the deal. I'm I'm cool with this because it breaks up the superhero our argument that we just had. These movies need to exist because otherwise every fucking movie is a superhero. Yeah, movie. man, we're just at a lose lose state <laughs> right now. But uh, but I'm just like I know we talked about this on the podcast before, man. But man, if that Slender movie would have came out fucking six years ago. Different story. Different story. Different story. Yeah. Um, well, from what I've been informed, and I, I didn't like fact check this or anything, but a buddy of mine had told me that they wanted to do it a while back, but the originator of you know Slenderman, like I said, I can't like verify this because it's just word of mouth. Uh, he didn't want to let go of the property, and so he didn't want to sell it out. He was still kind of so they waited. So he just they just waited on it, or they waited on it. Um, they obviously paid him, and I think they brought him on set to make like you know some pieces that and like i said i can't confirm this because Slenderman's just a copy pasta or creepy pasta yeah. you should say right it's like an like an internet myth urban legend yeah so i i don't i don't even know if that's valid mm-hmm. so don't take my word for that mm-hmm. but that's just what i heard yeah um you got any more movie talk sir i think that might be all for the movies. have you seen any movies lately what did i watch i i, I actually saw two this week that i kind of go watch. go for it so um i have never seen 10 things i hate about you okay have you seen it no. with uh keith uh or not Keith. Heath Ledger. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, the, the teenage movie. Okay. Yeah, okay. the teenage movie. Um, it was actually really good. I I quite enjoyed it. It has a lot of personality. Okay. And it, you know, it's your typical. That's uh, Julia Stiles is in that, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of kind of solid. I quite enjoyed it. Heath Ledger, he looks great in that film. Yeah. yeah he looks really fucking yes, good. Yes, he does. And he plays, you know, your typical Bender bad boy, uh, stuff like that. I I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. I didn't, and um, I never even thought about that. And then we watched Mamma Mia. Okay. And that was that was a trip. How do you okay? First off, okay. How do you feel about Apple Music? First off, because that really determines how much you enjoy Mamma Mia. I don't hate Apple Music. I don't love it. <laughs> but and here's the funny thing: I've never actually seen Mamma Mia, but I know most of the words to most of the songs. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I I enjoyed Mamma Mia. It was a trip. Um, yeah, man, those are the two movies that we kind of saw this week. I uh. I let the woman pick them out. If uh, oh, I think that was pretty obvious. Yeah, based on, I just based, okay based on the suggestions. Yeah, good stuff. Real quick, uh, sure. so not done with it yet. We're on the last season, rounding the corner on the office. All right. Okay. Have you have you have you got to the office? Nope. The office is the best TV show. Period. Probably period. Have you seen Scrubs? No, I don't like Scrubs like that though. No, I was just because that's that's like that whole like medical genre of TV that I just no, yeah, no. but it's a comedy. Yeah, I know, but I don't know, but. I think if you watch both, you'll understand. I think if you watch The Office, I think you probably see some similarities. Because uh, I've seen Scrubs, I don't know, five times through, six times through. Uh-huh. I love Scrubs. Uh-huh. Scrubs is my thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's probably one of the best shows I've ever. Watched. I will follow up with The Office, and I will give you an honest opinion. Yeah, an honest, unbiased opinion. Very, 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 very good. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to throw out there. Cool holy, stuff. Holy cool fuck. stuff. Uh, so let's slide right into the gaming topic. Um, all, right. all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, we were speaking about this today. Uh, last weekend when I was in the Wisco Disco was the uh, Black Ops for Wisconsin. Wisco Disco, that's what we call it. That uh, was the Black Ops 4 beta for console for the Bone and the 4. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bone and the 4. No, it was, it was just the uh, PlayStation last week. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it just the PlayStation? This is the Bone and the 4. Um, absolute shit show. Um, I think the general consensus was that this game is going to be kind of... Yeah. And um, so the biggest issues were kind of like time to kill... 
a lot of these, I don't know what they're calling them. I'm going to call them operators because that's the word we're, we're familiar with. A lot specialist. of these specialists, that's what they are. A lot of these specialist abilities are kind of game breaking. And a lot of them are aimed for the casual guy that doesn't know how to play. So the dude who puts in one hour a week can get a multi kill. Whereas, you know, back in the good old days, if you got like a Penta or, a, you know, or even more, like you were like, holy shit, this dude is good. This dude's putting in 40 hours a week. This is a full time gig, you know? And so it's kind of catering to the. Uh, naive market, the not hardcore COD market. And so what it's kind of festering right now is um, it's creating this kind of, um, it's creating this thing where hardcore COD players don't like it and word of mouth gets around and now these casuals don't like it. Okay. And that's kind of the, the, the vicious cycle that is Call of Duty. I think because um, this was like a very make or break thing for me, I didn't realize that it wasn't going to go public at all. It, well, we spoke about this because, but I didn't realize like I, like at all. I said I wanted to pre-order it, and I saw the date, and I was like, "Well, fuck, now I can't play." Yeah, it. but usually the second, usually they give a weekend to the exclusives, and then it was like a, usually an open thing. Then that the following weekend, they didn't do that, uh, so I didn't realize that it was going to be a thing. Uh, it was a very make or break deal for me because I wanted to play it and get my hands on it and see how it was going to go. Right, but uh, here, because uh, kind of relaying off what you said, it is a clash of two ideologies. They want to make it more consumer friendly to the new player, which there are no more to me. At least I, I think there are no more new Call of Duty players. If you bought the last one, you're probably gonna buy another COD. Yeah, right? that's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just so, you know, just part of like the world. You've played a Call of Duty. Everybody's played a Call of Duty at some point in time. So it, it's they commit fully to an idea. They if they're gonna make it simplified, then they should just went, made it simplified. But now that they're Extending the time of kill. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Because uh, it's, it's run and gun. Yeah. Well, we spoke about this before I came. But Call of Duty really is supposed to be run and gun. Yeah. You go in there, you get shot, you shoot some people, you go back. Yeah. And now they're trying to add the layers of competitiveness where you have the specialist. Uh, where before the specialist that thing was just kind of a fun little a perk or ability that you can have. Now they're making it greater implications on the match as a whole. Um, from what I'm hearing, the new game modes are ass. But here's the problem with, with it's five v five. Well, that that's another thing. But my, here's the problem: you like you can't recreate the wheel in this regard. You can't make, build a better mousetrap because those games are so time tested. You can't make new ones. You notice all those new fucking game modes that has ever come in every Call of Duty since Call of Duty Four. The new game modes don't last. I think the only last the, the last new game mode to survive was Kill Confirmed, and that was that was quality. Kill Confirmed was yeah. quality, and that was Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, that was yeah. Modern Warfare Three. I think wow, so, yeah. And that's holy shit. That survived like six or seven years. Yeah, but that was like the last new game that they game mode that they came out with that stuck. Because I guess you could argue um, there's a couple of names for it, but like the big team deathmatch, ground war, ground war, yeah, is what uh, that's what it was in World War Two. Uh-huh. But yeah, that that's kind of been in and out. Yeah, that's yeah. They haven't had it in every single title, and at this point, they can't have it in this one because it's five v five. Or or no, well, they do have it in the in the title because it's called Chaos Deathmatch, but it's now six v six, and now you can have up to two copies of the same special it's fucking stupid no it's, it's legit fucking stupid okay so it's like they took a little bit from overwatch a little bit from siege a little bit from siege uh a little bit from Fortnite, and sprinkled it all together yeah and it's not necessarily a, a, a fun cocktail no, that the, you want to have and, and here's the worst part of it here's what really bugs me here's your, is, this your, is this your conspiracy theory no no, no. i'll get into that in, a, in just a moment i think you'll enjoy it but here, here's what bugs me about the game it is a black ops title it does not it doesn't have a campaign. It, you can't say it's Black Ops because you don't 
continue the story. That's a, that's a very story centric thing, right? Yeah. And and from what I've seen, it doesn't play like a Black Ops game, and, and that's that's the next thing. If it's not enjoyable to play, and I'm over here watching like the you know the beta, dude, it was fucking boring. And if it's boring to watch, and if it's boring to play, and you have both of that, it's a dangerous cocktail, man. Nobody's gonna want to do like the esport version of it now. Like you know, you'll have your hardcores, but it's not gonna be like, like dude, I couldn't even tell you how many like Modern Warfare Two videos I've seen over the years, or like even even like Black Ops videos or Siege videos. Like some games are just fun to watch. Siege is probably the most fun game I, I could watch. Oh well, yeah, because because we're balls deep in it, yeah. we, we we can't get out of the hole. But like, but yeah, some games are genuinely fun to watch. This is not one of them, and it's kind of upsetting, and that they're taking this Black Ops name this. This essentially the, this pure form of Call of Duty, right? One and two bangers. Three was good. Hit or miss, yeah. Right? Um, and now they're tarnishing it. They are wiping their ass with the Black Ops title. Would we be as upset if it was a new, no. I, a new name? No, no, no. I was just about to say that. If they said, hey, this is Call of Duty, I don't know. like Extreme Advanced Warfare. War- Advanced Warfare 3 or like Future Fight Warfare or some stupid shit. Okay. Future soldier. They're they're trying something new. Yeah. It's okay. You gotta try. Sometimes yeah. you win, sometimes you fail. It's yeah. just how it be. But no, they're wiping their ass with black cups. Well, because from what um the 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 word is is that they originally wanted to create a I think you said this, wanted to create a very different game. That was their intention. The guys at Activision are like, it needs to be more Call of Duty. So they changed it. Halfway through its development. Ah, uh, yes. Let's call this the under oath effect. Because mm. that's how they wrote their new album. Mm. Or they didn't say the phrase, this isn't under oath enough. Yeah. So that's exactly what Activision did. Huh. So, um, would you like to hear my conspiracy theory? Go for it. And I kind of put two and two together because we've been covering this for, I don't know, probably six months now, right? This Black Ops 4 is a scapegoat. It's made to fail. It's... Uh, well, let's not say made to fail. It's made to be mediocre. It's made to upset people. They're going to release it. They're going to let it sit for a month, right? And then they kind of work this out between the studios. Um, they're going to be like, you know what? We, we heard our, our player fan base, and we heard that they missed the old Call of Duty. So we've decided to bring multiplayer back from Modern Warfare 2. Everybody goes nuts. Modern Warfare 2 sells millions of copies. That's my conspiracy theory. That this is the, the setup. I would agree if it was Infinity War doing it. Well, I know, but but you still have essentially the Call of Duty brand, and obviously that was, that was, that's the main kind of debunker where it's you know the three studios making it. But I think I don't know, man. I, I think it's kind of interesting because because they're gonna be like, oh yeah, well you know we saw that Blops Four tanked. We we listened to the community because we're not. You it's know. not gonna tank. But uh, it'll sell millions of copies. Win, lose, or draw, it will sell millions of copies. <laughs> and whether people are playing it or not. What do they care? That's true. But, yeah, I th- that's what I think is going to happen. That that the guy is behind Modern Warfare 2, which is Sledge? Modern Warfare 2? No, that's uh, Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward. I think they're going to be like, you know what? Um, w- w- We hear you guys. Here's the multiplayer. That was always going to be there. We just kind of decided to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And that's my conspiracy theory. Well, this, this is what I'm looking forward to. Is because if this is a shit show... Then we're gonna take the next developer, which two? Who's, no, yeah, the next developer who is known for shit show Call of Duties, Sledge. No, Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward. They're next in the in the rotation. So I'm. Really, <laughs> if this sucks, which I'm, uh, you know, jury's out. I'm really looking forward to, in a bad way or kind of in a menacing kind of a way to see what Infinity Ward's gonna do because they have me, my personal opinion, they haven't had a good one since 
Modern Warfare, the first one. Because two was a shit show to me. Three <laughs> was even worse than that. <laughs> Ghost was even worse than that. Two, two was a shit show that you either participated in or said no. Then <laughs> I was the one to know. <laughs> and love it or hate it, man. You, you either you were either in the food fight or you got plastered by the food fight. One man army, new two. Yeah, ridiculous. They need to fix that. I, I could name a <laughs> lot of other things. They still haven't fixed it. <laughs> um, fun, fun little tidbit. I have a buddy a couple years ago. He was playing in Modern Warfare 2 when it was in its dying days. So when we were getting, I think, Black Ops one maybe two uh but yeah black ops one um he was playing in a hacked lobby when they were big on the 360 right so and and he was doing really good he he was like a good player and he fucking wrecked this dude right so what does this dude do he resets his rank to like negative a hundred thousand so now he's stuck permanently with the same guns same attachments and same perks on that copy of call of duty on the 360 <laughs> So he'd have to put in like hundreds of thousands of hours or like unhack himself, unfuck himself, essentially. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just stuck. Wow, that. he must have fucking do yeah, it on that guy. That's shasty, ain't it? <laughs> that is shasty. But yeah, that's my conspiracy for uh, for Black Ops 4. I think it's interesting, Gabe. It's a fun one, ain't it? Yeah. And you don't got to like it. You don't got to hate it, but it's out there. Yeah. All right, let's talk some extreme exorcism. All right. Um, I downloaded it. I played it. So, yeah. so I'm going to have some solid input. Okay, so... Uh, this is something that we saw on the PlayStation Store. As it was free last month. Last month, yeah. Uh, as it was coming up, I'm like, this looks fun. This looks like a cute little ar- arcade thingy. And I played with my wife a little bit. I played it a little bit by myself. And it's a cute little game. So essentially, uh, it is a old school 8-bit. I don't even know what to classify it. It's arcade kind of. I don't know. Okay. Um, so here's the premise, right? You You have a character. You pick up weapons and you shoot ghosts. But here's the twist. It starts off with one ghost and he doesn't fight back. You just thwack him, right? But now the new ghost next round repeats exactly what you did last round to kill it. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just go a different round. It stacks. Yeah. So So every ghost keeps on. It means a mirror image of what you did the previous round. So let me tell you my first couple rounds experience, right? Because I am very Metal Slug. Have you ever played Metal Slug? Those old, also kind yeah, of shooter, yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. kind of like Contra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the point of those games? To release all the bullets to just empty your clip as fast as you fucking can. <laughs> so I went in there thinking this is Metal Slug, right? And like, boo, 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 and you know, three weapons, hacking and slashing, and and then next round I'm like, all right, bitch, I got you, and I do the same thing. And then by like round four, when there's four of these ghosts, I'm like, ah, there's like 35 million bullets crossing the screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, I had to I had to learn and adapt on that one really yeah. quick. It's just a cute little arcade game. It's not going to change the world, but I like the fact that it exists. It's intuitive, man. Yeah. It's really intuitive, and I love it. It's a great idea because it's like you can't literally cannot do the same thing twice because you will die. It's excellent, and it really kind of forces you to play the game differently. Yeah. Because like I said, you know, I had the Contra Metal Slug mindset where I'm like run and plow, plow them, wow them. But now towards the later levels, like I left off in the attic, mm-hmm. somewhere in the attic. I like very carefully approach the first ghost. You know, I'm like, all right, well, if I spawn in here next round, I'll have like a direct route or I'll do the stacking method or like the first three or four on the, like the very bottom half of the map. Mm. And then it'll go up in layers, you know, and that, you know, that's kind of my approach. So it's kind of reinvented the way I approach even these silly little eight bit arcade beat em ups. Hey man, it's fun though. It's excellent. And they did a great job with it. And I think it was a good, a good pick for the kind of the free game of the month. It was an excellent pick, and I want to throw this out there. Um, it is like nothing on your memory, which is 
nothing but love yeah love 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 for this generation i don't know how many games i had to install over the years but this thing is like i don't know, like 600 megabytes yeah and i was like wow this is probably gonna stay on forever i'm probably gonna play this till this gen's done yep i agree with that it's fun cute it's little game excellent you said you played multiplayer with yep. the wife i played with the wife how is it do you both get ghosts now yes <laughs> oh that sounds hairy oh man it is crazy but uh yeah adrian because adrian is like very um spastic when we play like games together so she doesn't know how to react and her reactions aren't the best so when you have a ghost that mirrors your reactions it's like you can't predict that <laughs> you know what i mean so can her ghost bullets kill you yeah oof yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh it was fun though we had a good time we didn't make it very far but it's just something that like you said they'll probably stay on the council forever because it's it's, it's cost nothing so to speak i actually i was just gonna play a, like a few levels of it and just to kind of get my hands on so i have some input yeah i ended up playing that thing for a couple hours man i had some fun I know you're playing another game. You mentioned it yesterday. You're playing another uh, game. Yes. Which but before I dive into that, I want to uh, just, in case for those people with PS Pro, uh, the free games of this month are Mafia 3. PS and, Plus. Uh, yeah, PS Plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, are Mafia 3. And this is for the PlayStation 4. We don't care about PS3 or Vita. or Yeah, they're still doing free games for the Vita. So it's Mafia 3 and Dead by Daylight, which you downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will do that when I get home. Um, so the game I was playing last night, this is a game called Action Hank. H-E-N-K. I believe it's available for the PlayStation. So how I came about this game was um, on eBay, you could get a group of Steam keys, right? So Steam keys are essentially, you redeem the key and it's a game. So I paid, I think like eight bucks and I got 10 games, right? And the value came out to like 80 bucks. And it's just one of those things where if you're trying to expand your game library, it's an excellent thing. Like I didn't get any AAA titles, but I got a bunch of stuff like Call of Juarez. Like, this is not a bad game, mm. you know? It's not some shitty little arcade, like, $2 game. It's, like, a genuine, like, $30. I got the the sniper game, the first sniper game, the Ghost Warrior thing. Oh, okay. I got that. I got Action Hank, a couple of other ones. I got a Telltale game in there. Oh. Yeah, so it's not a bad thing. Saucy. Right? And so I bought these because uh, my rig is close to completion. Needs a few small things. Um, Action Hank, do you remember a game called Trials? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's in that style, but you are an action figure, and the course is set up around the kid's room. So you run, jump, and slide. And so you're just trying to get you know the best times, like the bronze medal, silver, gold medal. This game is fucking wild. Is it? Me and my girlfriend played it for, I don't know, probably five hours last night. And oh, it's yeah? just an excellent game to play with like a significant other. How, how is she keeping up? Let me throw this out there. For the most part... I was kind of leading, you know, because we've been playing games for like 18 plus years, right? Yeah. I think that's a fair statement. For and, sure. And so uh, the circle button is to restart the whole level, to try it again, right? In case you like miss a jump or something, you just restart the whole thing. And the X button is to jump. So, you know, obviously she fucked up her finger placement sometimes and she would restart and she'd be like, fuck. Um, I will say this though. She got, I don't know, probably like six gold medals that I couldn't get. And I was like, wow. How? Yeah. Um, mechanics are really simple. Uh, right now, um, you, you just run, you jump, and then you you slide on your ass. And you know if you're going like down a steep hill, you pick up more speed. The whole point is just to have as much speed. We, we're like, I don't know, like a third of the way through the game, and we just unlocked the grappling hook. Some spots are too big to jump over, so you have to grapple through. Um, first and foremost, if you could get this game under ten dollars, I highly recommend it. It is an excellent time killer, especially if you're a fan of like the Trials games from you know. The 360 and the PS3. Uh, secondly, this game has fucking hilarious references. There's posters all over the room, like album covers. And they're references, but they're not like... Um, they're references to things. So there's like a Modern Warfare 3 poster in there. 
And it's like, uh, like it's not, it doesn't say Call of Duty. It says something else. We could totally tell it's a Modern Warfare mm. 3. There's like a Shaw's poster that says boned instead of sharks. And it, um, it's fucking hilarious, man. Music's great. Um, family friendly fun. Genuinely mm. good game. Cool. And I'd love to, um, I'd love to play some more. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of addictive, man. Okay. So, okay. uh. And it kind of brings out the worst in a person, too. Because my girlfriend was like, one more, one more, one more. Yeah. I'm like, Maddie, when you say one more, you go eight more times. I'm going to go, you know, yeah. gonna go outside for a smoke or something. <laughs> but, I got you. Yeah, man. Action Hank, check it out. It is excelente. And I'm, I'm hoping to, now that the rig is up, I'm hoping to bring more kind of game reviews mm-hmm. to the podcast. Because that's kind of what we're lacking. We've been playing Siege forever. Yeah. Speaking about sure. Siege. <laughs> well, real quick. Uh, so, obviously, you talked about the, the free games of the month. I, oh, I, yes. Oh, shit, my fault. I finally got to download um, Dead by Daylight. I've been wanting to play it, but it was just never worth the cost, right? Uh, this is something that you know we've talked about. The game's not worth the cost, but it's a good, it's a great idea. The, an asymmetrical uh, multiplayer game where one person is on one team, four people are on the other. One person's overpowered, right? Um, so it's, it's all horror movie serial killer based. You chase people around a, a level, you you hang them up, all that good stuff. Great fun, good times, right? Um, so it's free now on the PlayStation Store. So if you're a PlayStation Plus, hop on. Uh, hit, up us, hit us up on Twitter because Gabe said he's downloading it tonight. I would love to play this with some friends because it sounds like a type of game where you can scare the shit out of your friends. Uh, and I think we need more horror-based games because we don't have enough of them that you can play with your friends. Because obviously we have like the Resident Evils of the world and stuff like that. Where you could, space, yeah. yeah, where you play by yourself, but you need more games where you, you and your friends can fucking jump into each other's laps kind of a deal. So that's, gonna, so that's something that... I'm looking forward to Mafia Three. I have absolutely no interest in. I heard it was a fucking shit show, anyways. No interest. But uh, Dead by Daylight is out. I think there was a couple. They have two other games that I didn't get a chance to check out yet. But um, yeah, that's just something I, I want to throw out there. Speaking of Siege, <laughs> yes, uh, new season. The new operation is called Grim Sky. Grim Sky. Um, two new operators. Um, how do you feel about the blowtorch now? Well. It's not a flamethrower. Uh, it's a, a flamethrower would break the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, so yeah. I don't know what exactly uh, is he like. I said, is he good, like another hard well, breach? The the general speculation is that he's a hard breacher, and the description said he has pinpoint accuracy. Right. So the idea is that you get a blowtorch and you could cut out your own shapes. Like if you want to cut out a dick, you cut out a dick. Um, and so the the whole point is we have thermite who blows a big fucking hole. You know they're gonna need new drywall type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Hibana does Squares. window-sized yeah. holes. Yeah. Right? And so I Mirror think... sized Yeah. Holes. I think the idea with this one is you're going to make little peepholes. And you'll be able to fuck yeah. your head through. My, my only concern... I think it's kind of a big concern, right? Um, let's say you're playing this operator, and it is the blowtorch. Like I said, this is all kind of speculation at the moment. Um, and, you, you know, let's say you're playing defense, I'm playing offense, I'm blowtorch guy, right? And I start blowing the torch. Um, torching is like welding. There's going to be sparks. There's going to be noises. There's going to be a bright light. So what's to say that the defenders just won't aim at the weld or like the arc flash, right? And the moment the thing goes down, they won't just fucking plow you and mm. you're dead. Yeah. Or just won't shoot in your general direction. Yeah. So that's kind of my concern because with Hibana and even Thermite, like you get that charge up, you could run halfway across the map and blow it. Yeah. Hibana, you know, you have your Kairos pellets on there. You back up a bit, you blow them. Yeah. So my concern is this dude needs to be up there and at him for the whole fucking process. Three speed? Could be three speed. We don't know yet. Still speculation. Uh-huh. That's my kind of concern with this one. Yeah, I think my my main issue is, is that it's a 
It's a new operator, but it's a serious, serious buff to Glass. Serious buff. Because he, he's going to be able to peep? He'll be able to peek through those little holes mm-hmm. and fucking murk with, him up. With minimal kind of exposure, yeah. yeah. He could find himself a cute little spot. And I'm thinking oh, on oh, the top oh. of my head like a... Uh, cafe. On stairs. Cafe, that's one of them. Uh, I was thinking about... Um, what's it called? The garage on uh, Consulate. Consulate? Garage on... Consulate. Consulate. Okay. So, you know what? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a nasty And you just hide... You're just... Laying low. Holy shit, that is a front. disgusting spot. I was thinking garage on um, on Clubhouse. That would have been nasty, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You just get two or three holes, yeah. just plow through them. Yeah. And, and it, it brings another layer to Siege, and it's probably going to change up the meta again because we had the Rush Meadow with Operation Health. Um, was there Operation Health Chimera. that we got Finca? And, Chimera. Uh, Operation, Operation Health was like a year and a half oh, ago, sorry. bro. <laughs> Operation Chimera that we got the whole kind of Rush Meadow where the game was sped up. And now we slowed things the fuck down with Maestro and Alibi. And now it's kind of the Intel meta where, yeah. you know, they gave us the bulletproof cams. Alibi's ability is great. Um, Maestro's ability, Evil Eye, obviously, this is all Intel revolved, right? You s- with that came a, uh, a buff to Doka uh, B too. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how the, the meta is going to change. Well, we don't know what the other operator does yet either. Uh, the speculation um, is that it is a... Uh, Defense hole, hole covering, hole covering, and so the idea is, is that it's like a barred window, and you plop it up to wherever the fuck they blew the hole, where they hard breached, ideally, right? And you can still shoot in between the bars because there's like prison bars in there. You can still shoot between them, but the bars are just close enough where they can't actually walk through the hole. Hmm. And I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's not bad. Because um, I remember I wrote of the foam operator many months ago where it would cover it up. Yeah. And that's just kind of you know, broken. But I think this is more interesting because you can both sides can still peep through. But now the attackers kind of got to find another route to yeah. actually get to OBJ. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting kind of setup. For sure. But yeah. we were promised a new hard reach this year. And I think we're going to get that. Yeah. And so it's kind of curious to see how they're going to balance that out with defense. Yeah. I think it'll be a very interesting season. Uh, I can't wait for my rank to reset after our shit show during... During Operation SpaghettiOs. Um, I'm still at fucking Bronze 4, dude. I'm so upset. Oh, oh man. It's a shit show. Yeah. But bad. that is uh, the summary of Operation Grim Sky. Oh, and we're getting a... Uh, Hereford Base. Hereford Base Complete Redux. Have you seen pictures of it yet? I have. Um, I was going to say we need a map where on the night version it's rains. And we got that uh, Hereford Base. It is a complete fucking redux. It looks like nothing. Like I've seen the pictures of the exterior. I have not seen the interior. Pictures. There's nothing. There's very minimal of the interior. Okay. Cool. It's a lot of exterior right now. And I don't know how I feel about this yet. Because Hereford is one of those maps where it was one of the first I learned. And I fucking love it. And now to see it kind of completely redone, I don't know. It was necessary, though. Because that, that map has been in the game since the beginning. Since the beta. Yeah, man. You hold that main staircase, you're pretty much winning. Yeah. But... It's a necessary change, yeah. and I'm sure they'll do a good job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, uh, they, they improved Clubhouse exponentially with their work with oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Clubhouse they, is probably my top three match yeah, right now. right now. And they're talking about how uh, Here 4 Base is going to be like um, competitively viable, uh, which is something they're really concerned with, obviously, because the esports thing is, is trucking along, running strong. Um, I like Villa a lot. I know there's a contention of people who don't like Villa. I thought Villa was fucking fantastic. Villa was excellent. Uh, fucking uh, Varsity Gaming hates it. 
He oh, really? Says, he hates it. He says, I cannot stand it. I think it's more of a sound thing, I think. He said that the sound's all fucked up, which I haven't noticed anything of the sort. But uh, I think it's an excellent looking map. Oh, it's a great map. I, I think it's beautiful. And um, they, we have had some loser maps, and you know, I'm sure you could think of one off the top of your head that you absolutely can't stand. Um, skyscraper? No, tower. Tower is what it's called. Skyscraper we well, like. I, I, I don't ever recall tower being in Siege. What is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, Operation White tower. Noise. Stop. I hate towers. <laughs> I fucking hate towers so much. Yeah, it's bad. Um, I like skyscraper. I think skyscraper. Actually, good. yeah, I reckon that if we're comparing it to tower, skyscraper is a fucking A plus in my book. <laughs> I hate tower. Yeah. I um. Can we get a rework on Barlet University? I just please. I right. Need, I oh. need an excuse to play on that map. Oh I think God. it's a cool looking map. But it was whatever. a good map too. I have fun, always. I think fun. the whole school shooting thing maybe didn't kind of go uh. down with esports. Yeah, because uh, you can still play it on T-Hunt. Okay. Uh, my only issue with T-Hunt is that everything's randomized. You can't have a T-Hunt your way. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a little weird. It's a little weird, that, right? It'd be fine. If and you he... still need to be connected to the internet. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think uh, we need some more reworks definitely coming down the pipe. House needs to be redone because it's not viable anymore. You can't, even on casual, you can't even play the shit because of the way everything works now. So I think wow, House needs to be when was done. the last time I played House? Yeah. Bro, you just completely reinforce kids' bedroom and just fucking kill yourself. Um, <laughs> what else needs a rework, man? A lot of kind of lot of maps need reworks. Yeah, well, uh, I know Favela Terminal take... needs a rework. Terminal, why you... or plane? I'm sorry. Why do you keep on saying it's not Call of Duty, bro? Sorry, plane. <laughs> Presidential plane needs a rework. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, that map gives me anxiety. I love playing on it. When I started, I fucking hate playing on it now. Yeah. Everything's too narrow for me, man. Yeah. I like my space. I Scary. like to waddle around. Yeah. Sure, you like your places to hide. You could say it. It's fine. Yeah, and this uh, this fucking polyester cushion just ain't enough sometimes. Pow, <laughs> 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 pow. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Especially those like maps that are so small now. Like you're so afraid to take a fucking step because you might end up getting on a trap. The the smallest base that I'm comfortable playing on is Hereford because I know that map inside out. Yeah, you know, because it's it's that good small. It's that shipment small. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But like house, dude. I just I don't I don't know. Claustrophobic. I tread lightly. Yeah. Claustrophobic. Tread lightly. Um, <laughs> presidential plane trading lightly. Uh, yacht. Can we get a rework to yacht? Not my favorite. No. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I think like the only maps that I'm like super confident on all points in time is Villa. Uh, and Clubhouse. Clubhouse now. We've had some good stress. Cafe. Cafe. I love. That's probably my, my top. It's still top three probably. Top three. Me. Cafe, Clubhouse, and Villa. Villa probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's. Actually, ours are similar, except I wouldn't put um, Villa up there. I think it's a good-looking map. I don't feel awesome playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hereford base, just because it's excellent. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it Hereford. It tickles your fancy, man. What can I say? But, yeah. Uh, the Operation Grimsky will keep you listeners posted. And I, and I will say a fantastic name for an operation. Oh, it's super metal, yeah, right? Super it. fucking metal. All right. So uh, um, this is another thing that came up on over Evo. Evo weekend. Yep. Uh, you know. Obviously, Evo being the world championships of all fighting games, essentially, right? Um, I think it was just a UK thing. Honestly, I don't, I, I didn't follow it very closely. But with that became one very interesting piece of news, which I wanted to talk about. And I think it's a very interesting crossover. And uh, yeah, so Negan from The Walking Dead is going to come to Tekken as a playable character and fighter. I think it's interesting. Completely out of nowhere. Nobody even began to anticipate this. It's just a weird... They're just trying to revive two dead franchises, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting. I thought it was funny. Because everybody... Uh, the reaction I saw, everybody in the 
And like the amphitheater was like, why? <laughs> what I think f- it'll be interesting because he do- does have the baseball bat. Yeah. I think it'll be a cool little dynamic. Like uh, Yoshimitsu has the sword and tech, and, mm-hmm. and I, I fuck with Yoshimitsu. That's my boy. Yeah. Um, I think it'll fit fine. It's just kind of like, like, why? You know? Mm-hmm. Why not bring somebody from like uh, motherfucking, what, uh, help me out here. Uh, the the zombie game you like help me out I can't fucking I'm at a loss for words zombie game I like uh, the, the, with the girl I on PlayStation three help me out here the what? game the game uh, Naughty Dogs uh, oh the Last of Us uh, yeah fuck I couldn't think of it like why not bring uh, like Joel from the Last of Us that'd be kind of cool right wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't yeah. it they're essentially they're almost kind of like the same don't well, you, big personality differences nah, but yeah. they're kind of they they play <laughs> they play similar kind of don't roles you dare in the you universe compare compare right? Joel to Negan but but yeah, like why not bring in Jolt? Like that's an upcoming game, and that could really help Tekken. But it's just too kind of dead dwindling down. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's interesting. I thought it was funny. Uh, saw some cool footage for the new Dragon Ball Z fighter game, which I have to get back into. Langweilish. That means boring in German. Okay. Uh, what else? Quick, quick little side note. Um, Still know- no Mortal Kombat news. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, Ed Boon is trolling out there. He said, um, <laughs> "What did he say?" Somebody asked them if they're ever going to release a... Because they, they retweeted the uh, PlayStation with the rose gold thing, which looks great. Um, and somebody asked Ed Boon, hey, are we ever going to get a limited edition uh, Mortal Kombat PlayStation? And he said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, maybe when the next one comes out or, or maybe when we start, you know, working on... And I was like, dude, stop trolling people. Yeah. Stop He's a troll. Them. He can't um, help himself. Quick little thing. I know you wanted to play it. And I, I think you didn't. Um, that um, that Naruto game that me and Fuller playing? Um First and foremost, it's uh, the beta was pretty solid. Uh, the only real issues I had with it was the lock-on system because it's a 4v4 match, and you lock on by clicking the right stick, and you flick the right stick to lock on to different enemies. Makes okay. sense? It's, yeah. it's a pretty common thing. My only issue is that when you're wall running and sometimes you're upside down, and this it gets fucking messy, and sometimes the camera gets all fucked up. Um, and it's a very kind of team-based game where if you get if you go in one before you're gonna get dicked down. There's no joke about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun playing. I don't know if I want to pre-order it anymore though, just because uh, I want to kind of see some rework done and I want to see a little bit more depth. But it is using the same kind of overworld as Dragon Ball Fighters, where you spawn in like the area, you know, and then, you know you go straight forward for your fight. You go right for your tournament and your cosmetics. And I think it's interesting that these Japanese fighting games are kind of moving towards that overworld the hub instead of your traditional menus yeah and that being said uh another kind of trend that you brought up negan was the inclusion of guest characters in kind of the western fighting games like obviously mortal kombat's been doing it since nine with the bigger ones right um then soul caliber you had yoda in soul cal 4 you had zelda in soul cal i'm sorry link in soul cal 2 um you yeah. had the apprentice from Star Killer, yeah. Star Killer, and you had Vader on like the PS4 yeah, Spawn version. and Two. Yeah, Spawn and Two, and so SoCal's been doing it for a while, and um, I know Dead or Alive. Well, they bring in characters from like the other games that they own, the other properties, like Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that. And so it's kind of an interesting dynamic to see that Western fighting games now feel the need to bring in guest characters to lure people to their franchise. Uh, it works for Mortal Kombat. It works very well. Yeah. Like I said, they've been pulling your horror characters. They've been they've been pulling an Ice Nine, Mortal Kombat Ice Nine horror movies. That's just give me a bundle, you know. Give me every trick in the book. Give me MKX Deluxe and give me uh, like the first 
Friday the first nightmare and the first Halloween movie for like 50 bucks and you you could have that 50 bucks two or three times you know that's an excellent bundle right <laughs> yeah. there that, that's your October bundle yeah right give me, give me a, a Freddy sweater too and uh, right <laughs> yeah, Tell, sure damn, yeah. yeah I got an idea yeah. um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for that that fucking straight up uh, horror movie killer fighting game that's what I want <laughs> yeah when are we gonna get to the point where we just bring in horror giants and make them beat the shit I'm out of each down other? as fuck bro are they have they have like a like a like a, a mugen version of that on the internet yeah mugens are, are weird though man yeah. they get real extra real quick there's a mortal Kombat mugen based off it, it's the engine from mk3 ultimate but it has every character in the book mm-hmm. it even has uh sub-zero as like a bear sub-zero as a snowman it has everything Every yeah, form, really every character's ever appeared in, super it's there. extra. Yeah, super extra. <laughs> yeah, there's. A, I'll draw a line with that. They got. Uh, here's how you know it's extra. They got, they got chameleon with a C, and they got chameleon with a K. That's very extra. That's super extra. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's what I want. That's my dream game right now is giving me a fucking fighter with interjection. Killer. Good. Um, I object. <laughs> yeah, I object. Right. Nobody does that in court, by the way. Um, Mortal Kombat is a solid platform foundation, all around good fighting game, right? Um, why would you just not build upon something like that? Why would you want to bring all these horror elements into a game that's probably not going to be anything like MK? Why not just make an MK horror pack and include Freddy, you include Jason, you include all the like the movie characters you ever had for 20, 30 bucks? Because it's 10, what, 10 characters? Eight. You got Chainsaw. Are you, I'm sorry, Leatherface. You got Michael. Jason. Jason. Freddy. Uh, Freddy. It's four. Uh, Predator. Alien. Alien. That's six. Is that it? Six characters? That's perfect for a fighting pick. Give me the fighter pack for 15 bucks. Who else would you include in that? Uh, uh, Pinhead? Yeah, we, we haven't had a Pinhead yet, have we? Mm-mm. Uh, I haven't had a Michael in a fighting game either, technically. Technically, yeah. Um, I think Chucky would be an interesting addition. Oh my god, this fucking... Ch- <laughs> it, it, it would have to be like Chucky controlling a human. Otherwise, the hitboxes would be all fucked up. You know what I mean? Like the kids holding on to Chucky, and like the kids possessed by it. That's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. That's uh, that's cause you got to make it work somehow. Um, yeah. what's her face from the Ring? Uh, the, Samara. Samara from the Ring. That'd be interesting. Scream. Yeah, Linda Blair fun, and the right? Exorcist. Have her fucking puke on everybody. Have it be like Baraicho. It's a different skin for Baraicho. Oh shit! I just thought of a yeah. million dollar idea. And Boone, we got some ideas for you, buddy. Um, uh, he's yeah, like, man, get out. <laughs> my, my whole thing is why. Why put your money into something new when you don't know it's going to be good? Well, or at least Mortal Kombat, you know, you like the franchise, you like the platform. They're going to do solid things with the game. Just an idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's slide into music. All right. Because we spent is, too I much time. I like this is going to take a minute. Go ahead. Oh, I got first topic. What you got I, all uh, these topics, Gabe. <laughs> I got all these topics. Yeah. Uh, Mike Shinoda is doing his North American tour. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's your topic, actually. He's coming around did I do that, on that, a Sunday. Oh, I did. Uh, House of Blues. I want to go. Yeah. If I'm still here. If you're still here, we should go. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, have you heard the drama around I Killed the Prom Queen? I have. Okay. So, so they up. Okay. From beginning to now, they updated their Facebook with a picture of all of them currently. So people were like, holy shit, this, I Killed the Prom Queen is back. This is the original lineup. This is not even the bit last. Yeah, the OG lineup. The OG lineup, yeah. And so people were like, holy shit, I Killed the Prom Queen is back. Blah, blah, blah. Because they've been, you know, dead silent for years. Yeah. Um, and so they were supposed to play at Unify Fest, which yes. is kind of uh, this big deal in, in Australia. Actually. Um, and then the Unify people were noted that Michael Carter, I think his name is. Crafter. Michael Crafter 
has a lot of sexist comments out there. Um, and so I Killed the Proud Queen is no longer on Unified Fest. And it was, this is supposed to be a one-off thing. This wasn't even supposed to be like a full-blown reunion. This, they were going to play one show, and that was going to be it. Yeah. Um, some Several things to note about this. Uh, yes, whatever. Fine, pull them off. They're prerogative. They can do whatever they want. That's number one. Number two, why this lineup? Uh, I understand this is the most popular lineup, but it's not the best lineup in my opinion. The last album was the best lineup. That's number two. Number three, I think it's incredibly hypocritical of the Jonah, the guitar player, who was also in Bring Me the Horizon. The, the reason why this band's known, uh, for him to be like, I love animals, but I hate women. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I think it's incredibly, That's fucking hilarious. incredibly hypocritical because he's the PETA 2 guy. He's the guy who's like, oh, fuck you for eating meat. He's that guy. But his vocalist over here is saying misogynistic ass shit it's like oh that's okay <laughs> let's fucking get together and hang out he's not eating them <laughs> yeah right um i think it's, there's a couple of things wrong with that now i'm glad that they're back i guess like I said this is supposed to be a one-off thing i guess uh i don't think it's even worth the press if it if it is a one-off thing you should have just shut up play the fucking show and leave um now if they're planning to get back together and release an album also cool but you know it is what it is i because i killed the prom queen's last album arguably to me is their best album uh and we'll see, I guess. Uh, can I uh, can I just chime in my opinion on this whole situation? Sure. I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. I killed the prom queen. But yeah. Man, you played yourself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> DJ Khaled style. <laughs> uh, what else we got on here? Um, the rest okay. of these are yours. So, um, Bring Me the Horizon, Tease Something. They had a flag out in Sheffield, UK with uh, you know their star on it. Not really their star. The star they sold and made it their symbol. And there was a number somewhere on the poster. You call the number, um, it would redirect you to something else, something else. And then, you know, you'd hear some lines from blah, 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 somebody speaking some spooky shit. And then you'd hear a clip from a new song. So I think this is their way of teasing a new album because we know it's in the works. Uh, we know it's going to be soft like a pillow. Um, is it going to be cool <laughs> like the other side of the pillow? We don't know yet. Um, bring me the horizon. Um, I think it kind of their their image and this way of marketing their new stuff, kind of hitting at it, works really well. Um, there's a lot of kind of cool marketing tactics that we've seen over the years. Halo 2 was the first puzzle hunt, scavenger hunt one I've seen do this. And I think a lot of people are following suit. This being an example, not really a hunt, but still kind of a cool little marketing tactic. Um under Oath was the other big one this year. Nobody else has done some cool shit that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that. I would like to chime in with something. Sure. You don't I don't give, give a, a fuck. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, I think I think we got to be fair and at least give it a listen, though, the new album. Because yeah. it is Bring Me the Horizon. We got to be fair yeah, to them. Um, every band's allowed one bad album. Boom. And we'll see what the next one sounds like. Fair? Fair. I. You know what? When we get a date, I think we should go back and re-listen to, to the Bring Me the Horizon stuff. Uh, I would listen to everything up until Spirit. That's the Spirit. I ref- absolutely refuse to listen. Uh, to I'll any, go in and, and I'll go in and listen. I'll give it a fair shot. All I've right. you know I've probably heard most of the album live, which is kind of sad. But um, yeah, yeah, Bring Me the Horizon. Okay, now get onto the good stuff <laughs> of this podcast. Silent Fucking Planet. Yep. Told you the album's coming out this year. They dropped the name. It's called When the End Began. I'm super excited. This is probably like the number one thing I'm excited for right after is Ice Nine Kills, so on and so forth. Yeah, this be beats good. out Ice Nine Kills for me. Because be I, yeah. they, their singles they drop, dude, every okay. single one of them has gotten me off my feet. I get you. And um, I totally understand. And, and, and here's the thing. I think I'm more excited for this than you are. 
which is funny because you put me on with Silent Planet. I did. Um, uh, this is every band that we've I've ever put you on as. I like them. Well, like Silent Planet, I was like super enthusiastic, and I like them still. Still super enthusiastic about it. But Gabe is like, Gabe can't just let well enough be good enough. He has to <laughs> fucking go 150 percent in on these on these. I, I do, man. I, I did. It was Beartooth, and it went hundredth, and then it went uh, Trophy Eyes because I remember the, the exact words you said were. It sounds like he woke up, had a shot of whiskey, smoked a cigarette, recorded the EP. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's good. Oh, don't um, forget about being as an ocean. I, I, I still take credit for putting them. Been, in been kind of in and out with being as an ocean. But yeah, their stuff is solid. Uh, what else? And then there's the bands that, you know, I kind of threw back at you, yeah. like Ice Nine. Yeah. Um, but we're getting to Depths 3 is the most important part <laughs> of this album. We're getting to Depths 3. Okay. Um, super excited for yeah. it. it Honestly, I might pull the trigger and just fucking pre-order like the nice bundle. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. So, oh, I mean, uh, to kind of follow up on some conversation that we had last episode, I actually finally did listen to the new Amity, the new, new Amity. Uh, which song? Mm, oh, Doomsday Ivy? No. The, the, the one, one after that? The other one. The the one where it's feel like, feels like I'm dying. funky? I listened to it. I don't completely hate it. Hate it. It's not the Amity sound though. But I don't completely hate it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. a li- it's like I said, it's a little funky. It's like a funk metal vibe, but I don't hate it. it yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, my kind of concern is how are they going to string all these songs together to make a good album? We'll see. We will see. Yeah. Um, they they did play um, Ivy, which was Ivy Doomsday, which was the new one, uh, uh at Warp Tour. At the Warp Tour. At the Warp Tour. Goodbye, the Warp Tour. But um, yeah, man, we'll see. Uh, shout out to them for stepping away from their formula that's yeah. worked for over a decade. Because it's it's not an easy thing. Definitely, Joel and Aaron have some uh, interesting dynamic on this new track. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it a listen, man. I give it. I, it feels like, and this is gonna be a weird comparison coming. It from feels me. like Dance Gavin Dance just just shot up a bunch of heroin. I man. wouldn't say that. <laughs> it sounds like the difference to me from this and to everything they've done previously is like listening to Lincoln Park before a thousand suns. And then when you hear A Thousand Suns, you're like, this is fucking weird and out there, but I kind of like it. That's where I'm at right now with this. Copy that. Yeah. Um, and A Thousand Suns is my favorite Lincoln Park album. Hmm. I, I stand by that. Interesting. Yeah. So. Interesting. Um, yeah, man. I guess the only thing we could do is give it a listen. Yeah. Speaking about giving it a listen, I gave the new Trophy Eyes album a listen. For those of you who do know my, my journey with this band, uh, I was kind of sucked in by the their EP. Then... The first album, and Move On, was excellent. Still love it to this day. Had some issues with Chemical Miracles. Um, and I think that's okay. Um, they did what they wanted to do, and I didn't love it. And, you know, that's okay. If you don't like it, mend Move On, right? Yeah. They dropped their new album, The American Dream. Holy shit, is it excellent. Is it good? It is. Um, and here's my album with uh, my, my problem with Chemical Miracle. It felt neither hardcore nor emo music. But it had elements of both, and that was kind of my issue because the, the the first album, Meta Move On, was very hardcore. It was very almost metal. It, it was um, punky pop punk mixed with hardcore. It was good. It was a good blend, though. Yeah, it was, it was definitely it was a good a blend. blend. It was like yeah. a step or two harder than ADTR, and kind of cut back on the vocals yeah. on the clean vocals a lot. It was a, it was a very interesting blend. Um, this new album, The American Dream, I recommend it if you grew up with bands like Yellow Card with My Chemical Romance. If you grew up with bands like that. Check this album out. There's something on here for everybody. They completely redid their sound yet again with their third studio album. And I fucking love it. I am completely absorbed. Um, There's a track on there, uh, More Like You, Less Like Me. It feels like a Disney movie song. 
it is fucking excellent. And I think more like you, less like me. It, it has it, it. It feels like it should be in Tarzan, like the like the ending song to Tarzan. And um, honestly, though, give it a listen because this this album, I knew I liked it from the first single that came out, but I didn't expect this album to be fucking awesome. Where does it fall? On the list, top five. Oh, okay. So it's pretty it's pretty high up there, man. This list is getting massive. Yeah, it's a big list. Um, let me throw this out there. Outside of the non-metalcore scene that we're so focused on in, in, in you know our music section, if we're counting the plot in you as metalcore, then then this is my number one non-metal release. Okay. Number two, I'm sorry. Well, are we counting Dance Gavin Dance? Are we grouping Dance Gavin Dance? Uh, dude, this is just albums period. Albums period. Albums period top five. If we're speaking non hard grimy shit, number two. I think that's pretty fucking impressive for a band that I lost interest in and now that, that, that flame is rekindled. I saw a meme earlier this week and it says, uh, who told Phil Collins he can go that hard on, on the Tarzan soundtrack? <laughs> he did. He went fucking hard on yeah, that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, but I just thought that was kind of a funny thing. So Trophy Eyes, couple of couple of singles. I like throwing these out there. Uh, Hurt is an excellent single. Uh, more like you, less like me. Honestly, dude, just give it a listen. It's fucking excellent. I love it. I actually have it downloaded. I haven't got through it yet. It's excellent. I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, no, honestly, give it a shot. Because if you grew up listening to like that emo wave, right up your alley. Like Paramore, MCR, uh, Yellow Card, right up your alley. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. All right. Um, and with that. Let us get into the certified weekly bangers. Can I start? Yeah, absolutely. Toss them up. I actually have a few this week. I got so prefacing this by saying I, I was wasn't like a like a new album. This is something that came out last year. But the reason why I checked it out is because this band recently announced a tour with Capsize. This is War of Ages. Uh, oh yes, their new album Alpha or the newest album Alpha. Very very good. Heavy. A uh, little bit more on the grimy side. A little less on the pretty side, which I love. I'm a big fan of that. Um, that was a good album. I also dug into uh, something that's a little bit older. This came, a couple, came out a couple years ago. Uh, this or the Apocalypse, Dead Years, that album. Yeah, This or the Apocalypse. Yeah. Bangers. This or the Apocalypse. Great shit. Great shit. Actually, uh, I fucking knew I recognized the, the guitar player from uh, Ice Nine Kills at Warped Tour this year. He is the vocalist from This or the Apocalypse. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm like, why is this guy so good? That is why. Because he's... Uh, he was a screaming that, vocalist. The, the dude life. dressed as the priest? Yeah, him. Cool. Uh, that was him. So, like I said, I knew I recognized the guy. And I'm like, why is it? I did a little bit of research. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is the apocalypse. This is fucking good. It's very cool. So, I downloaded that shit. Um, quick little tidbit. Um, that War of Ages capsize show. A uh, local band called Ghost Kids also tagging on. Check them out. They're good. Uh, <laughs> we're going to see if we can't get Austin on this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh New single by a band called uh, Earth Groans. Oh, 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 you like Earth Groans, huh? Yeah. uh, Wow, dude, are you like 40 and Swedish? (laughs) (laughs) Allure is the name of the single. I liked it. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this fucking um, new music playlist that fucking Apple comes up with me every week is a godsend because it gives me something to actually talk about on Certified Weekly Bangers, goddammit. Absolutely. But um, yeah, man, that's that's, that's what I got right now uh, off the top of my head that I can see. But yeah. All right. Ready for my list? Yeah, man. Okay, first and foremost, uh, this is a song slash band for people who like the synths on Sun Paternal. It's a band called Foxblood, and the single is called Die Young. Yeah, Foxblood, pretty badass name, right? Yeah. Uh, vocals are really good. Uh, the song's pretty catchy, but it definitely has that 
bad omen, some paternal synth feel in the background, mm. and I love it. Tasty. I love it. So good. So tasty. Uh, our boys at Counterparts released a single called Monument. It's fucking dank. Counterparts is <sighs> Counterparts is like ideal hardcore for me. Well, outside of like the Boston genre. But um, in addition to that, we got Fit for a King. They dropped another single, When Everything Means Nothing. Uh, it's excellent, as usual, Fit for a King. Um, give it a try. I know you've been kind of about them. But um, they're putting in work. Yeah. They're putting in a lot of good work. And then this this last one uh, kind of makes me believe that new metal is alive and well today. Uh, it's a band called Mycelia, M-Y-C-E-L-I-A. And the song is titled 8 Milligrams. And it's just fuck you in your face early 2000s new metal. Core. Yeah. New, new metal. metal core. Now we have that. Oh, no. Well, welcome to 2018 where we're just attaching core to the end of every other word for new genres. Hey, man. It bangs, though. It definitely bangs. And those, oh, one more. I totally forgot to mention. I went to high school with this kid, um, Angel Mraz. Uh, he just dropped his first single, his first kind of rappy single. If you like people like Light Novel, uh, I'm sorry, Night Lovel. I always get that fucked up. <laughs> and the darker kind of rappers, I highly recommend it. We'll give him a shout out. Check that out. Uh, it's always good supporting your local artists. Yeah. Produced by a guy named Slaughter. I think that's super metal. This Slaughter guy should produce the next. Uh, Bless the Fall album. <laughs> oh, but uh, anybody but Jerry Sturgis. Yeah, anybody but Jerry Sturgis. That being Ooh. said, any oh, hold on. comments? Oh, you got one more. You got Joey Sturgis himself. No, a couple weeks ago we talked about um, producers, right? Okay. You did the last spotlight, and it was Joey Sturgis, right? No, I didn't do Joey Sturgis. Yes, I you did. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I? Yes. Oh. Uh, you did Joey Sturgis. Now, and with that, we wanted to, we ended up talking about Adam D, right? Ah, yes, Adam D. And I wanted to dig into this a little bit, if I could fucking find this guy on his thingamabob. And we're going to talk about his discography and how we feel about how he, sta- how he stands. All right, let it, let it rip. And, and I want you to throw in bands that you think I don't know, just to see where I lie with this guy. Because I do have kind of those weird one-off early, like, 2010 bands, you know? Well, actually, to be fair, a lot of these are of that genre. But right, I wanted to... Toss them out. I want to name these albums, and you just give me your opinion on the, on his production style as a whole. We got uh, All That Remains, uh, Behind Silence and Solitude, This Dark and Heart, Ooh. The Fall of Ideals, and uh, War You Cannot Win. Um, all those up to a War You Cannot Win are bangers. I don't like a War You Cannot Win. The Fall of Ideals was a very influential album for me, mm-hmm. at least in the early days, because I wanted to replicate that Scream style. But I eventually kind of grew out of it. Because that is a very, um, I don't want to say outdated. It's a very niche. Yeah, niche. And That's it's kind of sad to see that all that remains is now dead metal. Yeah. And yeah, but, but the Fall of Ideals still fucking bangs, dude. Mm, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, as I Lay Dying, An Ocean Between Us, and The Powerless Rise. An Ocean Between Us slaps. Um, kind of mentioned this before, not super big into As I Lay Dying. An Ocean Between Us is a fucking great album and a great single. So I'll leave it at that. Parkway Drive, Kill With a Smile on Horizons. <laughs> Horizons, baby. <laughs> it's not my favorite Parkway Drive album, but yeah. the production value is really good. It kind of took him from local Aussie band to a force to be reckoned with, and yeah. I, you, you do have to recognize that with Horizons. Uh, August Burns Red, Thrill Seeker. Mm, excellent. Yep. Norma Jean, Bless the Martyr and Kiss the Child. Kiss the Child. Wow, that is an album I need to re-listen to. Yep. Uh, the Agony Scene. The Agony Scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. You already know my stance on that. Yep. The Devil Wears Prada, Dead Throne, and 818. Okay, let's talk about Dead Throne in 818. We have very different stances on the Devil Wars Prada. Your favorite album being Dead Throne, Dead which Throne. is an excellent album, and mm-hmm. my favorite album being with Roots Above and Branches Below, mm-hmm. which is also an excellent album. Mm-hmm. Um, produced by two very different people. And why is that? Why is that? Okay, why is and your... I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this, and uh, I was pondering on it, 
over a while, and I was wondering why. And the main conclusion I came to is that on a very basic level, I can go back at any point in time to with roots above and branches below and bang it front to back, back to front. I need to be in the mood for Death Throne. Really? Really. And, and you know, I noticed this, and call me crazy, because, um, you, you know, Death Throne, the, the title track came on, and, you know, it's, it started rolling, I was like, yeah. But, you know, you throw on Sassafras, dude, and I'm driving, dude, I'm, I'm speeding, I'm fucking flipping people off, and that's just my stance on it. I think Roots fits my, my, my metalcore Roots. <laughs> yeah um i don't know man i just okay one of those the reason why i brought this up is because i think the difference between dead thrones and roots, uh, roots blood of best blow perfectly describes the differences between mine and your musical taste right because you're a little bit cleaner you like to i'm a little bit more of the sludgy meh. i don't know it's kind of hard it's more of a uh, interjection Okay. Who told you to listen to chelsea fucking grin <laughs> no you're right but i'm saying but it's more of a i'm talking about from a production style Okay. Uh, a little bit more authentic with the Death Throne sound. It's actual instruments. I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> um, just the differences there are. That's the difference between me and you. Same ballpark, right? Same fucking artist. We're crying out loud. But um, the differences are there. They're subtle, but they're there. And I think that perfectly describes. I think you like Death Throne because it resembles a lot of hardcore elements that you enjoy in other bands. Yeah, maybe. I think. There's nothing wrong with you know having a different Devil Wears Pride album. This is a band that you know we constantly say they don't have a bad album. They they don't. They, they, they don't. really don't. Um, they don't. So yeah, man, it kind of we need to find somebody and get them on the podcast whose favorite album is 818. We just need to rip into this. Person. Well, like I said, I don't hate. I don't hate 818. I, I don't. It's, it's industrial. It's, it's very industrial. Very different. Yeah. Um, Every band has. A so lot. so we got the metalcore. We got the industrial. We got the kind of hardcore influences. They cover a lot of stuff, man, and you know uh, the death deathcore sound that was with uh, fucking zombies and yeah, plagues. Yeah, man, Nichols is money too. Never forget. That. <laughs> and the uh, sentence trails off. Well, and Texas there, is south. There is another uh, band that sure. they, he produced uh, two albums. Uh, Under Oath to find the great line and oh, lost okay. in sound separate. Lost in the sound separation. Back to back double feature, huh? So yeah. well, overall, what is your opinion on Adam Dakowitz's? Producer, producer Before style. I get into that, um, you know, I always say that I was born in, uh, you know, in 96. Well, obviously, he did all the Kill Central Gage stuff because he's in the band, obviously. Oh, yeah, KSC. Uh, but, but, you know, I always tell people that I was reborn at the Under Oath Comeback Tour. And I think that... Because it was a rebirth. <laughs> I don't know, man. After that show, some, something in me clicked. And I think I think if you, anybody that was there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Out of there, you, you left the show and... You know what? Your problems—they weren't so big anymore. Yeah. And um, we have what? we have a whole podcast episode dedicated to and, it. You know what? I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna be nice and graceful. Adam D needs no inter- introduction. Yes, sir. There we go. There we go. That's right. the, and that's the podcast. I don't. I mean, unless you got something else, do you want to talk? Closing about? comments, questions, or concerns from you, Master Jacob? Uh, I got nothing, bro. Oh, I got something. Ooh. Yeah, go ahead. No, you first. All right. So I know we, we mentioned it when they came to us, but obviously Warp Tour went went out uh, last show last weekend. Uh, finished out with Brohem by Pennywise. There's no other way that it could have went down oh. at all. Uh, so <laughs> Also, uh, to kind of relay off this, because you know, um, they've been on eight Warp Tours. 
Every time I die is the first and only band to play a 43 minute set at Warped Tour. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't really count it. I would say Jordan Buckley is the first artist to play 43. <laughs> That's fair. Um, you know, his goal was to keep going until 831. To be the last. Later, yeah. But they cut off power to the mutant stages and. They gave him the hook. And it was the outro. For those of you who don't know, he played the outro to Map Change for like 13 minutes after the set was yeah. done. And that was uh, seeing it, man. Oof. Yeah. Being there, probably a whole nother level of yeah. oof. But I think um, thank you and good night. Yep. Uh, like I said, it couldn't go out any other way because, in my opinion, Brohem is the Warped Tour National Anthem. And um, like I said, I wouldn't want it any other way. Pennywise Pennywise been on Warped Tour for a while. Yeah, a lot. Less than Jake, you know, they did 12 Warped Tours. Yeah, they were the most. Uh, That's crazy. And they couldn't do the Chicago stop because fuck them. They're gonna be at 350 Fest though. Oh yeah, in two talk, weekends. You need to talk about that. Um, but yeah, uh, Pennywise first band to play the very first Warp Tour, last band to play the very last Warp Tour. So, full circle, baby. That's how it's supposed to be. Thank you, Kevin Lineman, and we hope that somebody have fun teaching at Berkeley or whatever the fuck you're teaching. Should I take the class if yeah. you know if it didn't put me in debt? Yeah, right. But other than that, I think that is episode 82 wrapped up, signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, next week we will have a uh, further understanding of what my future is in regards to my career. I'm sure we'll have an answer by then. And until then, I will keep you guys updated on the social networks and stuff like that. So yeah, you can subscribe and write to us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Podbean, yeah, all that good shit. You find us on there. Uh, rate and subscribe, all that good stuff. And with that, I think we're signing off for this week, Gabe. Eight two. Yep, eight two is done. Go moving on to eight three. It was, and then, and then we disappear. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but one way or another, this podcast will get done. Good copy. Uh, yeah, and until then, deuces. Must click.